Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading, where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I'm talking with Mike Dano about Qualcomm's new 5G chip. We discuss why the chip is faster, what it means for service provider and vendor customers, and when it will be included in new smartphones. Hey, Mike, welcome back to What's the Story? Good morning, Kelsey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, So Qualcomm announced some new 5G chips. What's going on there? Qualcomm did announce a new 5G chip, and guess what? It's faster. That's, <laughs> what? I know. I can't believe it. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the that's the bottom line. <laughs> okay, done. I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. But no, I mean, there's there's more there's more stuff about it. But really, that is the like that's the bottom line. It is faster. Yeah. So, but is it? I mean, it is an important thing in generally in the five G industry um, because Qualcomm really is the one to watch. So. And here's here's why it's here's why this is sort of noteworthy. This new chip is because um, Qualcomm makes the actual chips that go into a lot of the 5G products out there. So, for example, the iPhone all iPhones run Qualcomm chips, even though Apple continues to try to make its own chip uh, for its phones. It, it hasn't done that. Everybody expects it to do it eventually, but it hasn't done it yet. And there's no telling when it'll actually make its own chip. And so in the meantime, it's using Qualcomm chips. And then the other big thing, so Apple is the, you know, the big smartphone vendor. The other big smartphone vendor is Samsung. And Samsung just released its newest uh, flagship phone, the Galaxy S23. And all Galaxy S23 phones are going to run Qualcomm chips. And that's actually a change because Samsung does have its own chipset called the... um, uh, it's called the Exynos, I think is what it's called. Um, and uh, it, it's, previous Samsung phones had a Samsung chip, but but now for this new version, this new Galaxy S23 that they just announced, all of those are going to run Qualcomm chips. So basically, all the sort of top tier smartphones all run Qualcomm chips. And so when Qualcomm releases a new chip, it's kind of a big deal because it, it means a lot of the sort of top end 5G phones have this new chip. That, that will probably power a lot of these new phones. Um, are there any um, close competitors or is Qualcomm pretty much the, you know, the, the standard? Yeah, good question. Uh, so yes, there are other competitors. The main one is MediaTek out of uh, Taiwan. So MediaTek has actually been gaining a lot of market share, but mainly in the lower end phones. Uh, and so in terms of like top tier flagship phones, it's still uh, basically all Qualcomm. And so that's why the release of this new chip, the the Qualcomm Snapdragon X seventy five. That's the new Shoot. one. Yeah, but it's but it's the that's the top tier Qualcomm chip. And so there's a good chance that that chip will be used in future top end phones from potentially Apple, probably Samsung, and most likely other uh, smartphone vendors like. Xiaomi or, you know, Motorola, um, uh, Oppo, uh, probably they'll run that, this new Snapdragon X75 when it, when it, uh, it's just being announced now. And so that Mm -hmm. means that later this year, it'll be delivered to Qualcomm customers that 
that we don't we don't know who is exactly going to use it yet. They don't they don't announce that kind of stuff. But probably those it'll be delivered to those kinds of customers and then put into their phones. Uh, that will be released by the end of this year, probably early next year. That's okay. usually. Do you expect to hear more about it at Mobile World Congress? Like more on um, what the? I mean, in addition to being fast, is there anything? Does it make coffee for you? Like what else? <laughs> yes, it, it it actually does make coffee for you, Kelsey. Oh, cool. No, I know. It's not just... very not very good coffee, but <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's good. It's it's better than Dunkin's, but you know it's. Not... Um, no, it's a, so yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll probably talk about it at Mobile World Congress. This is, uh, you know, probably we're going to have a lot of like sort of news announcements like this leading up to the show and then they'll mm-hmm. you know, be showing it off at their booth type thing. But yeah, uh, so, so the new Qualcomm Snapdragon X75, uh, a mouthful there. So, uh, it, it does have a couple of interesting things, uh, that are, that are new, compared to the previous versions of the Qualcomm Snapdragon line of chips for smartphones. So I think um, probably the biggest, I would say, probably, maybe, is that um, this is the first one that will be ready for 5G advanced. And so 5G, so there's 5G, and then there's 5G advanced. And that it really what that means is that uh, it, it's got uh, the new um, specifications from the 3GPP which is the standards group that develops standards for the 5G specification. And um, they're working on, uh, they recently released the, they call it release 17, which is like a sort of a package of a bunch of new technology. And right now they're working on release 18 and that should be finished probably later this year or certainly early next year. And so this is the chip from Qualcomm that's probably going to support most of what is in release 18. Um, so that's kind of interesting, and basically, fi- uh, and so that release eighteen um, group of specifications is called five G advanced. That's the official term for release eighteen and beyond. Is is it's all the fancy new five G technologies. It'll uh, there's a bunch of them in there, and there's all kinds of interesting things um, within uh, release eighteen. Uh, but the, the a couple of things that are that are inside of the uh, inside of the Snapdragon. X75 that are also noteworthy. It'll re- it'll support release 18. It's also going to have uh, better uh, AI technology, um, and that's it's sort of vaguely interesting. It just means sort of uh, you know it'll use AI within the chip in order to you know access faster speeds when possible, better location accuracy. It's just going to use AI in a lot of the functions that that chip does. Okay, so not for creepy stuff, just for not efficiency. For- Supposedly, yeah, right. <laughs> it won't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's going to use it very for very specific operations within the chip. But Qualcomm has been using AI technology in its chips for a while, and so this is sort of another like it's going to use more AI. It's going to be faster. Okay. It's going to be better. But we'll really, the other, two so AIs the, instead of one yeah, AI. <laughs> going to be all the AI. But there's really so so that's the one of the selling points for that X75. But there's there's two other ones that I think are are probably more noteworthy within that are new within this X75. Um, and the, the, so the, the first one that I think is actually uh, probably the most interesting part beyond the AI stuff is that, so um, it's going to uh, combine um, millimeter wave functions and like mid band sub six gigahertz functions in a single transceiver. 
And so that sounds very complex, but it, it, it's, it's important because what it does is it reduces the size and the cost and the power usage when you combine, because previously in, in previous um, Qualcomm products, those two things were separated. They were separate transceivers. And, and for this one, they're going to be integrated. And so that really does help the adoption of 5G and millimeter wave spectrum. Okay. Would that you, help um, in the device with something like battery life? Yeah, it's going to help okay. with battery life. It'll it'll help uh, with lowering the cost because right now millimeter wave phones cost phones that support five G and millimeter wave spectrum they cost more mm-hmm. um, to build, uh, and so they're the, they're actually a very small percentage of the of the overall amount of five G devices that have been announced out there. Most of them do not include millimeter wave okay. um, because it costs more, and so uh, and, and really the U S is the only country that actually has like widespread millimeter wave. 5G networks, um, and so by with Qualcomm, Qualcomm has long supported millimeter wave, and so by combining them in a single transceiver, that it sort of puts millimeter wave a little bit further in toward uh, you know being adopted broadly. So that's important. Cool. Um, um, yeah. Any anything else about the chip um, so, that's interesting? Yeah. Last thing that I'll mention again, this is all sort of very nerdy engineering mm-hmm. speak, but it is it is worth noting again it just goes back to the it's faster so that's like the again the bottom line yeah. it's faster because it does 10 blocks of carrier aggregation it does um 1024 qualm uh it does uh 256 qualm and in, in 5g so all of those are like you know for network engineering nerds like all of those are like really very impressive technologies that basically make it go faster. Yeah, but, my eyes just crossed a little. I know, for, that sounds it, great. <laughs> if the engineering nerds is like, wow, 10 block carrier aggregation, like that's legit. That's pretty like legit, amazing technology, but um, it can only be appreciated by the very small number of people who actually know like what carrier aggregation is and why it's important and all that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, the bottom, so r- really the, you know, what, what all this means in the broader thing is that, so X75 is being shipped to Qualcomm customers. We'll probably see phones that run it uh end of this year early next year and then and then so in the in the broader smartphone industry this is like kind of perfect timing because right now due to uh inflation and stuff the actual worldwide smartphone market has been decreasing and it actually in the fourth quarter of 2022 it recorded its largest ever decline wow in a quarter um but there everybody's saying that the smartphone market is going to pick up um, starting in the middle of 2023. So by the end of this year, uh, smartphone sales will be in on the rise and increasing. And that's exactly when this chipset is supposed to hit the market in, you know, phones from a lot of the Qualcomm mm-hmm. customers, you know, potentially. Do you think people are, are just holding on to their phones longer? I mean, yeah. in some ways, it seems like, uh, especially with the iPhone, there were such um, major improvements in it in the beginning. And now it's, yeah, it's, it's getting better and faster and better battery life. But, um, for the consumer, that's maybe, those aren't maybe some of the flashier things. So, um, is that kind of what's going on in the industry? Yeah, broadly, that's what they're saying is that, especially in the U S market, people are just holding on, you know, it used to be that they would hold onto their phones for two years and now it's Mm -hmm. like four or five years, basically. And so especially, you know, in, with inflation and sort of recession concerns, everybody's just hanging on to those phones longer. Um, and so they're thinking that by the end of this year, um, that that could be 
that that could uh, that that trend will relax and people will start buying buying more phones on a global basis and okay. including the U.S. Yeah, I also feel like the carriers really changed their um, just their strategy, I guess, around upgrades. Um, you know, it used to be the and I would just be like counting down the months <laughs> until I got an upgrade because yeah. it could be significant. And also I felt like my service provider um, covered a significant amount of the cost of the phone. Uh, but now I feel like a lot of that's back on the consumer and yeah, you can do, um, you know, monthly payments, but that's, you're, you're still at the end. It's like, wow, I'm paying for $800 phone over the course of a couple of years you know, by the time you pay it off, you're not all that eager to buy a new one, or at least that's how I felt about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people feel that way. And actually like carriers like Verizon have specifically said that they're going to, you know, pull back on, they're not going to, or they're going to pass the cost of the phone onto the customer. They, they do not want to make, they do not want to provide subsidies for the cost of the phone. That, that is a expense that they want to remove, they want to uh, continue to not do that, uh, particularly uh, in this year so that they can make more money. And so, yeah, those those kinds of like free phone offers, buy one, get one offers, probably we'll see less of those uh, throughout this year from the U.S. carriers as they look to, uh, you know, improve their bottom line. So how that affects smartphone sales, we'll, we'll see. Uh, the smartphone guys are saying that they expect, a, you know, an upswing by the end of this year, but uh, that that's those comments are more of on a global basis. So in the U.S., it'll de- it'll it'll in part depend on yeah what the carrier um, phone promotions are gonna are gonna look like, and we'll, we don't know we don't know we'll we'll see what what happens kind of, you know kind of the fall time frame. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, well, thanks, Mike, and uh, looking forward to hearing more about uh, the Qualcomm five G chip uh, probably after your Mobile World Congress coverage. So probably keep an we'll eye see. out for that. Thanks. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our amazing producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.